Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Mindfulness Hub. Thanks for tuning in today in this space, your space. Thanks for every listener from the 45 different countries that make this hub bigger and allow us to share more topics about mindfulness, mental health, wellness, and all the great things out there. Today, we have a very special guest, Khaled Al-Shamri. Hello. Welcome, Khaled. Hi, Aileen. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's It's been such a long time since we haven't seen each other. And actually, we were just like catching up after almost a year. Yeah. And I remember the first conversation we had was about hydroponics. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Yeah, that's weird. Talking about hydroponic and agriculture. Yeah, but that was an interesting... Uh, I mean considering that you still remember that and it it, it is still uh, you know affecting your life because you mentioned that you're you 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 take time to plant and care about your plants so yeah, i mean to be honest it's been probably half a year that i began with just indoor gardening mm-hmm. <laughs> and i feel it's some sort of meditation because you really invest time in connecting with with something it does teach you patience because you have to start from the seed and watch it grow. And you have to be patient in order for you to, you know, grow with it. So, um, yeah. I guess that nowadays patience is something that many people struggle with. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> look at us living in this very fast life and, and everything. You, We're in our late 20s and it's already like life becomes so fast paced that I feel like sometimes we don't really have time for sitting down and enjoying the sun, the sky. So I really appreciate that you took time out of your busy schedule for being here in the Mindfulness Hub. It's <laughs> such an honor. Actually, a couple of days ago, I was listening to the um, maybe the last episode with uh, the um, Olympic Lip- champion. Will Lifter You. Yeah, such an amazing one. And episode number 16. Uh, with Hasna, Hasna is mm-hmm. a dear friend. Um, that this this is an informative, a, a really informative, fantastic episode. Um, and the way both of you just put everything in a in a in such a nice way, and so deep information yet simple for the average person to understand what you're talking about. That's amazing. So, I would like to hear more about. How is everything? What brought you here? What would you like to just teach us today? Because you have so much knowledge about so many different topics that whenever I speak with you, I learn about something new. Or maybe I'm just um, acting that I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> right? What do you call it? This syndrome that you... that um, You're a Virgo, that's why. I, I am a Virgo. <laughs> I am a Virgo. But this, uh, there's, there's like... Um, there's a word for when 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 you start questioning yourself that am I really an expert in this or I am pretending to be. Really? I've never I've never heard about that. Yeah, there there there's a That's word. It's like my for homework it. for today. <laughs> yeah, you got to google it. <laughs> yeah. So, um I love to learn. Um mm-hmm. since I was a kid, I never stopped learning. And that what got me into exploring myself and getting into this mindfulness and how to explore yourself how to heal how to unlearn because in order for you to learn you have to unlearn and i mean 
you have to destroy something in you for you to understand the concept of, okay, the thing that I grew up with when I was a kid, I have to unlearn that. You know, it's it has to do with your ego. That resonates <laughs> a lot with me and I'm sure that that's resonating a lot with the audience because I have so many ladies out there that are probably being like, yes, that's, mm -hmm. that's it. And it's such a big struggle because sometimes we keep carrying patterns from from our childhood mm -hmm. and then they are reflected in our adult lives and maybe they are not as positive as we thought they were and just like um to share a quick example maybe not like with something abstract but in a yoga class if you begin trying a new posture with the wrong technique even if you manage to achieve it it's not going to be right the foundations are not going to be right So I feel like if we extrapolate that to our lives, what if I grew up as a kid thinking that I don't deserve unconditional love? Or what if I grew up thinking that I'm not enough um, and then I carry that wound throughout my entire life? Mm -hmm. When am I going to realize that maybe what I learned was not the right thing? I mean, it sounds easy if you say it, but... Would you really be very patient with yourself and very transparent to actually process the fact that what I've learned and what, I, what I've carried with me since I was a kid is something that is not real? I'm not going to say not real, that it's not 100% accurate. And now I have, it's on me to unlearn and learn. A lot of people, I mean, that's why a lot of people, they refuse going to therapy <laughs> because mm -hmm. therapy would most likely tell you that most of the things that are in your brain um, are not 100% accurate. And it's, I mean, to be honest, this, this topic, oh, it gives me a lot of just like mixed feelings because now that I healed a lot of patterns that I was carrying throughout my life, I'm like, okay, yeah, but like you just need to break the, the break the cycle, step out of the comfort zone of like what you used to know. You just like create new new habits, mm -hmm. new mental patterns. But it's not as easy as we think because when you're in that like comfort zone of what if I am not enough? For example, for me, that issue was that I grew up thinking that no matter how hard I tried to achieve something, it was not enough. Mm-hmm. And probably many people are struggling with the same thing. So they just like try to perform not 100%, 110%, even if that's like compromising your mental health. Maybe even if it's just like burning you out constantly, you're going to like try to achieve whatever you had in mind a bit more because you're scared of that. I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. But then like we understand that who gave you that wrong idea, you know? Like, um, I mean, we get taught depends what what was your childhood um i can relate because i've always uh, i always beat up myself i'm very kind to others mm -hmm. but i'm not to myself and such a shame and mm -hmm. being you know having the awareness that you're not kind to yourself um maybe because you had to prove yourself at some point of your life to the caregiver or to your community or the, your environment that you brought up to. Uh, so you, the, in order for you to be happy with yourself, to give yourself 10 out of 10, is to give more than you take. So you forget, you neglect yourself, you forget that you, you need to be taken care of in order for you to excel and achieve more and give more. 
So yeah, let's break the patterns. Yeah, I mean, a lot of work. Yeah, for everybody out there, if you're going through this kind of situation where you have to break patterns, we're rooting for you because you've break got them. this. Break them. Yeah. <laughs> break them. Um, but um, you know, a lot of people they don't. I mean, it's easy for you to say break the pattern, but a lot of people they don't understand what is a pattern. Exactly. They they don't have um, the the mental capacity to comprehend the psychological uh, terms mm-hmm. when when we say patterns or when we say childhood traumas and it, it might be, sound easy for you and me because we're into this but a lot of people they'll be like what are you talking about I'm totally fine I don't need therapy and I feel like there's such a big stigma mm-hmm. like when you're talking about mental health mm-hmm. well way less than before but i'm sure that there's people and i have people that i would never be able to talk openly about mental health or sometimes i would love to go to therapy not because you're gonna be like what are you talking about you Mm -hmm. shouldn't be doing that like that's for crazy people yeah (laughs) what's wrong about being crazy i mean at at the end of the day we're humans and we have flaws but i feel like some sometimes society pushes you to just like aim to be perfect like perfect it's not even like a real concept. So I feel like now, imagine at our age, we're talking about mental health. We're putting an episode in a podcast for others to just like feel some sort of relief. Mm-hmm. Because probably there's people out there listening to this episode and, and they feel like, hmm, I'm going through that. I didn't know who I could reach. But now I feel like there's someone else going through that and they found a solution. Mm-hmm. So... um what do you what do you think about all the people out there that are feeling they cannot reach source of help regarding mental health? Um, I think most of the times uh, we we ask from or we ask help from people who are not in a position where they can provide help, um, and I don't know why we try to validate our thoughts because. I mean, that's reality. That's my reality. Why would I seek validation from people who have different, you know, different perception of of reality? And I have been through this a lot of times when I had less information about psychology and how our brains work or, you know, all all of this uh, patterns and how you, you know, uh, connect with your childhood inner child. <clears throat> I used to talk with people regarding feeling depressed before being sure I was <laughs> depressed. And they were like, nah, you're just fine. And I'm like, no, I'm not fine. But that's that's their maximum. Why would I seek validation or, or why would I argue um, with someone who doesn't have a clue about my reality? Why would I need emphasis on my reality i should be truthful to myself and i i should believe what i see and what i feel that's the issue because you know um we're not taught to to believe ourselves sincerely we, we, we're not we're, we're taught to to be social and just rely on being social and you know gather this information from a friend or a family member or media and <laughs> let's not talk about media i mean mm. come on so first of all you have to trust yourself and don't don't 
don't drown into delusions or what people think of you because what they think of you is one percent uh, out of the 99 percent that is you so just believe in yourself that's what i'm trying that's all i'm trying so <laughs> if you feel depressed then seek it from a professional don't ask your friends see your friends don't i mean your friends love you but they they're they're limited that's true and sometimes even like your friends don't want to confront the reality because when you love someone you don't want to tell them like you're actually going through like something that needs help mm-hmm. because um i've seen many cases like sometimes you can see a friend that he's like going through hard times and it's so hard for you to tell him like listen like you really need to do something but it's it's hard how can how can you explain it in a way that you don't really hurt them or exactly because um i had a friend she, um, she's an adult she's not a baby okay she has gone through a lot of experiences in her life and she's doing amazing in her life yet she was she's not really aware of you know, the inner work that has to be done. She's working, you know, outside her body, mm-hmm. outside her brain. So during the pandemic and during the pandemic, I have noticed a lot of people, they just had had enough time to, you know, look inside and see what's what's going what's on. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. what is going <laughs> What is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had this discussion about ego and I couldn't find a way to explain to her that ego, your ego, is not that you're arrogant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that you are, you feel superior or, um, over other people. Your ego is, is the story of life that you keep convincing yourself about. So true. Yeah, so be, uh, being full of your ego is not that you're arrogant. Mm-hmm. It's more than, it's more of... Um, you do cling and believe the story of reality that you keep telling yourself about. And she couldn't comprehend it. I was like, no, no. <laughs> I was trying my best. And she was like, Khalid, I think you're not getting it. I was like, maybe I'm not getting it. So sometimes you cannot, you know, you know if, if I can't really drag you into my perspective of life, of you course. have to do it yourself. That's your work. And now that you mentioned that, I feel like many times, for example, if we are, if we're about to work with toxic patterns or like just unlearning for learning again, our ego can even make us believe that there is nothing wrong. So we don't go to that painful part that needs to be healed. Because mm. um, it's so comfortable for you to stay there. Exactly. Right? For like, we're, we're fine. And I've seen that so many times in many of my friends that it's so comfy to just keep telling you the story of like, okay, like I'm so sad. Like hmm. life is, has been awful with me. But it's then easy like, to put the blame on others, exactly. actually. But, you know, um, it takes courage and it takes real dedication. If you if you got to do the inner work, it takes um, dedication to leave most of, this amazing world and i'm let, let me tell you this world is tempting and this world is amazing a lot of and humanity you know humans they just did amazing for us to reach this level of comfort uh, you know confidence and leaving it would require someone who's really uh, disciplined to do the inner work so a lot of people I mean, it's easy to put the blame on others, to put the blame on the system, capitalism, culture, community. 
why me? I am just a victim of all of this. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not something that I have to work on. I, I mean, I work nine to five. Why would I <laughs> after five <laughs> why p.m.? Would why would I, I work on myself? Shift? <laughs> yeah, like I I don't want to do night shift working on myself. I just <laughs> I I want to go drink or I want to go have fun with my friends. But it takes courage to just you know step back from all this noise and just do the inner work through maybe meditation, inner you know uh, some. Yoga, mindfulness. mindfulness, your own way. And you know, um, something that I really love talking about is inner child. And now that you mentioned that, what is something that you would like to tell your inner child? Uh, a lot of things. <laughs> One thing I can't, um, okay. One thing that I, um, you're, you're worth it. You're worth it. You don't have to put put so much um, efforts and weights on on yourself to prove yourself. Yeah, because uh, growing up in this, I mean, I grew up in a very conservative tribal environment community, let's say, and specifically here in this part of the world, um, GCC or let's say the Middle East. Uh, it's all about tribalism. It's all about you know a conservative. Uh, being conservative, following um, a system and rules that you know the collective is are following, and there is no not even enough resources for you to find other perspective. So in order for you to um, in order for you to do the do the inner work for yourself, you have to unlearn a lot of things. I mean, I'm not against whatever I have gone through. And I'm not putting the blame on my family or my ancestors or the community or the culture. They they are victims themselves. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. not they're not victims. They they have gone through this, but they didn't. Maybe they didn't question. Maybe they questioned it. But uh, it's it's generational trauma, um, and you have to either break it to whoever comes after you, or at least just break it for yourself. True. Yeah. And generational trauma is something so common in every society, I feel. I mean, even if we're from different parts of the world, mm-hmm. I feel like in Latin American societies, we carry a lot of generational trauma, especially as being a woman. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we're still fighting against certain social patterns or like beliefs that's like, oh, why are you not married at this age? Or like, oh, how are you going to have a boyfriend without being married? Who are you <laughs> to criticize me? You exactly. Know? And I think this is the new era of mental health mm-hmm. and a new era of uh, culture mm-hmm. that, you know, um, we're all we're all one. doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're if you're from Latin America or from Asia. Moldova. Or, uh, Mold- Moldova. Moldova. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're having this discussion about Moldova. Uh, oh, we would like to say hi to our listeners from Moldova because we have listeners in Moldova. Oh, hello, we Moldova. Do. <laughs> Yeah, um, so we're we're all humans, and if you go back to the the beginning of a human beings as creatures, we're all the same. I mean, mm-hmm. all of this is social construct. You gotta get married. You have to propagate. You have to follow this, follow propagate. that. I mean, enough of this. We gotta do the inner work. We're way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're way be- beyond this social construct that we need to propagate. We need to own a house. We need to. That's really superficial. And 
um, I'm really grateful for all these technologies and resources that are helping people in a faster pace to reach a level of um, knowledge. Yeah. Um, but seriously, when are you getting married? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta answer that. Um, I hope I hope one day because, for example, um, there's I a deadline. That this is a project. There's a <laughs> deadline. We live in a ca in a capitalistic um, um, society. A so not society. Let's say um, corporation. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that if that day happens, there's a lot of hydroponics hanging everywhere. Well, that's a source of. Um, food so you don't you don't you don't question that <laughs> but i hope i mean for example i would love to get married mm. but the idea of, okay like whenever i feel like it's the right moment but what i don't really like is when someone comes and they put pressure on you which, which is personally my mom and my dad are not like that well mm. i grew up with my mom basically um i'm okay with my dad but they always respected that space but I see that, for example, the immediate family of my mom, they are coming and asking the same question all the time. And I'm like, why are you making this the biggest priority of my life if you don't even know what are my own priorities? Hmm. Like, what if I want to have like a great career? Okay, I'm going to get married. I'm going to like settle when I feel it's the right moment for me. And I feel like maybe not now because now I'm I'm way more into setting boundaries, into just like taking what's positive, like just keeping away all the garbage and negativity but yeah. before when i was a teenager and like in my late teen years that affected me a lot and i think i think it's different now the marriage thing is different because now you're more aware of this whole commitment mm -hmm. uh, the criteria has has been way more um it's it's how, how to say this like you can't just pick anyone and marry them exactly. and i mean there's a lot of work and it's not just about having babies and propagate and doing your you know i love how you say propagate by the way because uh, because <laughs> i learned i learned it from one of my colleagues and i was like i love this word i'm i'm gonna use it for the rest of my life propagate um it's it's way more than that and it's it's a recent uh, concept that it's not just about building a family it's about being free comfortable building with a person who understands you because it's way beyond just propagation <laughs> exactly and also you know you are with someone and you're gonna grow all together and we we may not be the same person that we were 20 years ago so it's also a lot of empathy of understanding that as humans we never stop learning and we never stop growing mm. so, and people now are all about letting go i mean yeah. why would i marry someone uh, where where in in a time where letting go mm -hmm. is easier than putting the work exactly that i i mean um mm -hmm. all these dating apps and everything they're 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 giving the chance for people to just let go not working and not even like the... putting any emotional investment so for example yeah. um i feel like i'm not into just wasting my emotions or my time mm -hmm. i'm happy to be in a relationship um, but at the same time, the day that I decide to get married is going to be when I decide to get married. Exactly. You yeah. know, it's like, okay, um, one day it will happen, but what's the point of rushing something or what's the point of like putting a deadline like next month or something like that? Yeah. Because what if both individuals in the relationship have dreams and goals? And like, what if we let's, let's allow ourselves to just like reach there and then we mm -hmm. can just like 
be free in whatever you want to yeah. do. Yeah, there's enough time, but there, I mean, um, they'll be like, we want to see your chiquitos, your baby, <laughs> right? This is their answer. That's so funny. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, and you know, I mean, you're the host, but I want to mention this. Of course, please. Um, do you know that in every region of the world, in every culture, there is a motive? Uh, for example, your region, where is uh, Latin America? They're motivated by guilt. Our region are motivated by shame. No way. Yes. Did you ever know High this? High five. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're all about the shame. You're all about the guilt. And it has to do with uh, the religion that is most uh, mostly known in the region. And it has to do with the culture. So, uh, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if, mm -hmm. if you sit with yourself and just try to remember everything mm -hmm. that has happened to you. Uh, the collective are all uh, motivated by, in your region, guilt, and our region, shame. That's and that so makes a lot of sense. So uh, one question that is repeat, repeatedly said here in this region is, what would people say about us if we do this or that, if we do X? So um, what would your neighbor say if they see you doing this or doing that? This is... Uh, coming from shame and i would love for you if you if you you know if you do have, you have what's the question from guilt because probably now my brain is not recalling them but once you mention them i'm gonna be like yeah that's okay definitely. um i don't really want to talk about religion but maybe because uh, in that part of the world is all about christianity right mm -hmm. so it's all about the uh concept that jesus uh sacrificed himself for us mm -hmm. so it's about guilt so he did this for us to be better. For us, it's shame. It's what would that, what 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 would be the consequence if we did that? I see. Yeah, you, you see. Yeah, I mean, um, so I'm I'm a Catholic, but I see a lot of just like guilt patterns in the society. Mm. And even if we leave religion aside. If you recall many of the things that your parents told you as kids, there's a lot of these elements in there. Yeah. Like, oh, like I did this for you and you're doing this. And I'm like, wait, yeah. no one told you to That's do that for me. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that guilt tripping? Exactly. So now, yeah. exactly. That's what I was telling you. Like if you if you give me an example of it, like, oh, that, that's definitely yeah. there. And, and this is not something that, I, I mean, that's not my philosophy. That's like mm -hmm. um, real studies. You can of Google course. them. Yeah. I would love to check that because... Even there's like passive aggressive speeches. As a kid, you may not relate, but once you're an adult and they constantly repeat these kind of things to you, mm. you're going to be like, oh, I didn't do this because then it was going to be my fault. Mm -hmm. Do you have listeners from Africa, any country in Africa? Pro I'm of course sure. you do. I think, I think, oh, I have from Morocco. Morocco is Africa. I mean, no, I mean like Central Africa. Uh, most of their culture is driven by uh, guilt and fear. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm, I don't know how would that be like because it's not in our culture, but um, that's what the study says. What about Europe? and Europe, mostly guilt. Really? Yeah. It, it has to do a lot with uh, religion. Interesting. Because religion affects the culture. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I know that we shouldn't be talking about religion. I'm a very happy Catholic, but I hate how the colonizers impose their religion in the natives because... At the end of the day, I'm, I'm Peruvian. Mm -hmm. We we have a big blend um, of like 
cultural traits, but the way people many centuries ago used religion as a, an instrument of fear instead of love, which is the the real purpose of of God of of mm-hmm. Jesus in my case, it's it's disastrous because they really yeah. didn't go like with. It's either they politicize it or capitalize on it. Exactly. Yeah, because it's it's eventually a commodity. Unless you are aware that religion is something spiritual Mm -hmm. and it's very private. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why I don't like to talk about religion with with anyone because, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's my private. Private. Exactly. Why would I? Yeah, and I don't like... um, I do marketing full-time. So I don't like to... uh, put in my strategy anything that has to do with religion because I am aware enough that it's shame on me if, <laughs> look at me, shame, <laughs> it's guilt on me if I uh, capitalize on capitalism because, um, sorry, capitalism, if I capitalize on religion because cap- uh, religion is very sensitive and marketing is, is all about psychology, right? Mm-hmm. How do I break into psycho- into your psychology in order for you to come get this uh, product mm-hmm. or service that I promote, right? Mm-hmm. So I am a big uh, no-no person uh, to uh, capitalize or politicize religion and make money out of it. That's I, I just shameful. feel like the most important thing is that you believe in something that is going to make your life better and the collective better as well mm-hmm. i mean i've i've been in in buddhist retreats in nepal with people with that were mainly buddhist mm-hmm. and at the end of the day we were just like learning about how to be better humans not only for others but for us and i yeah. feel like that's the essence of religion just like making the world better but at the same time once we see like many of of the news of the things that are going wrong you're like oh that makes me lose like a bit of you know, I don't want to say respect, but we lose a bit of faith in the institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most important thing is keeping the faith in God or in 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 what you believe in. Definitely. Yeah. So, well, um, it, it's interesting how we're talking about this because I feel like, as you said, many times society it's creates this toxic patterns based on shame or guilt or fear and then you think about how kids are raised and you're like we're traumatizing children and then they're gonna yeah. be like traumatized adults yeah and because kids are very vulnerable uh, to uh i mean you can crack their their how to say that like crack their system because your brain mm-hmm. is just a, a little sponge so mm-hmm. see our kid that just soaks information so whatever information you you say in front of a kid he would just absorb it and make it a fundamental to uh, not not like um how to say this like if if you tell something to a kid that would be the base for him or her to build on so if you teach your kid uh uh you see when um when when we talk about how you were taught love in psychology mm-hmm. and all this work uh, movement mm-hmm. uh it says you were taught love in this way by a narcissistic caregiver for example so you're a baby you don't know what is love but they showed you love through certain types of acts or um, patterns or Mm -hmm. behavior or treatment so this is the base that you keep building on throughout your uh, 
age. And um, that's exactly how um, um, people who run big institutions, they capitalize on this. So they use religion because religion is really sensitive. sensitive. Yeah, so they, they tell you that, oh, okay, God won't be happy if you do this. Jesus won't be happy if you do that. Muhammad won't be happy if you do this. So they, yeah, unless you're very aware, very... That, I mean, that's why we keep learning. We um, we keep learning and learning and learning because the more you learn, the more your firewall... I'm, I'm, I'm giving, mm-hmm. you know, these terms of technology because it makes sense that our brain, just like a computer, if you have a good protection of... Uh, you know, any intervention as people try to break the way your brain works. So, yeah, that's that. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, I feel like the more we dig into how society programs children, mm-hmm. we understand why there's so many adults that have so much emotional wounds. Because sometimes like you reach to your adult years and you're like, okay, I'm looking for this trading my partner. And then you're like, oh, wait, I should be giving love to myself first instead of just waiting for someone else to give me love. And then when you start like leaving the ego aside and doing the inner work, you understand that there are so many patterns out there in your brain mm-hmm. that maybe we don't want to look after because it's painful. It is painful. And I, as we just spoke about in the beginning of the episode, um, it's so comfortable to just go on with your life, right? Mm-hmm. Just sleep on it and wake up the next day, go to work and just forget about it. And that's why a lot of people, you know, I've, I've read I've read once that, uh, I mean, it's not accurate, but like 80% of people, they are made to be followers. So if, okay, so if you're not really educated about how your brain works and how, us humans work and all this kind of communication mm-hmm. affects us, you will end up being a follower. And that not necessarily means a bad thing, but if it hurts you, then you got to do something about it. If it's not taking you to where you want to be, because I mean, this matrix, right? Mm-hmm. This matrix is beneficial for some people. I mean, some people, they're happy with this matrix. Mm-hmm. They're making good money. They have good... Um, comfy life. Cer- yeah, comfy Nothing life, good about. circle of people. A lot of plants. Yeah. A lot of what? A lot of plants. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the matrix. It's a green place for you. Um, so uh, if the matrix is not serving you, then why aren't you doing anything about it? Why are you being really vulnerable to the matrix move on do something there are million other information out there helping you to just you know break free or change your life i mean who would have thought that you can change your personality Um, would you believe that um, a thousand years ago that people were made that way and they can change and be that way i don't i don't think that would there, that was something um, uh, people, was people consciousness would... about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there were civilizations back then. Mm-hmm. They were really connected more than th- these times to, to mm-hmm. their inner energy. But I mean, um, as broad as now. Because now you see a lot of these people who are advocates for the woke movement. They are going mainstream. And I'm proud of this. But I am not proud of the fact that a lot of people they're misunderstanding the woke movement 
and they misunderstand the matrix thingy and um, they talk about it um, from an ignorant point of view and people are following them like no a lot of people they talk about escaping the matrix thinking that escaping the matrix is to become rich and um, exploiting the matrix but you're just being in the matrix escaping the matrix is working on yourself having what's enough for you as a human being being more connected to yourself being a giver to the people around you the environment and just pe- living in peace right but people just want to capitalize on that i mean that you are part part of the matrix do you think that we can create our own reality uh you can right right here right now starting from 9.99 dollars <laughs> <laughs> just follow this and you know No, seriously, you can, you can, uh, but you would have to give up on and sacrifice a lot of things, as I said. It, this world is really tempting, a lot of beautiful mm-hmm. things, a lot of beautiful experiences. A lot of distractions. A lot of distractions, oh my God. I feel, now that you're mentioning that, I feel like we're so distracted every day that we forget about the main objectives we have in this life, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and not... I don't want to say career-wise, but I've more in, into our our own humanity. Like, mm-hmm. who did you want to be as, like, who, who does Hallett want to be in 10 years? Leaving the career aside, leaving, like, all the social relationships aside, mm-hmm. where you want to be. And we just, like, get so caught into our work, our routine, our, like, immediate things that we forget about What's the long-term goal that you wanted to reach? Yeah, I mean, uh, we see a lot of things. and it, it, is, it is a distraction. We see a lot of things, a lot of... Uh, me as a human being, I mean, us as human beings, we want everything. We are greedy by nature. Yeah, we are greedy. So you see everything and all, this, all these beautiful things in life and you just want... A bit of everything that you're just lost and you don't want you don't really know what you want and that's what mindfulness do is that it takes you to that starting point that okay this is my motive and this is what i live for and this is what i want to invest my time and energy for aside from you know aside from your career because your career is just um a way to generate money and wealth but what really makes you happy what really makes you um, fulfilled you can't reach it uh, through scrolling scrolling through tiktok you, um, or, or any type of distraction you can't you have to connect to your inner self and that goes through meditation you know mindfulness meditation mm-hmm. just connecting with yourself yeah but do you think it is It is, the, um, it is now that I have to know what I want in life. I mean, what's the proper age to know where you want to be, where you want to be or what, what do you want to be? That's a very good question. Yeah. Is be- it too late? Is it too early? Because I feel like sometimes you even reroute, you know, mm-hmm. like five years ago, you had this vision of yourself and okay, like you're working for reaching there and then you're like, oh, but maybe now that I discover this, 
new aspect of myself. I would like to add that. Mm-hmm. So let let me go somewhere else. Exactly. Um, well, the most I feel like when you're very connected with your inner self, you will know where to go and you will know the right way of reaching that stage. But at the same time, you really need to listen to yourself and let go of the expectations. And I know this sounds like quite vague, but... And and attachments. And attachments, yes. 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 Attachments, oh my God, very, like very toxic. Big no-no. I agree with that. Um, we get attached to... And this is part of ego, all right? So you get attached to the story you are telling yourself. Um, and expectation comes as part of it. Uh, so if it didn't work the way you expected, you do not let go of it. You keep, you know, you waste time, energy, uh, opportunities, resources, trying to make it the way you expected it. And that goes, you know, that goes with relationships, that goes with career, that goes with everything. You, th- th- you have a certain image of something you waste your time and energy trying to make it the way you ha- you imagine it in your brain. And then you waste opportunities where you can go experience. Maybe this is your way, not that. Mm-hmm. So detach. And, uh, you know, detachment is, it's just like working on your inner child. We are greedy. We, we human beings, we are greedy. How come we, would you detach? You have to do a lot of inner work. What is your biggest attachment or your top three? I am really attached to people. I use I'm I used to be really attached to people, my friends, my family, um, and attached to the story of myself because I've always had this image of myself that I am a big, you know, a big, very well-known person, a famous person. I do music, so I wanted to be, you know, a very big musician. I think and I'm interviewing like, Cardi B right now. <laughs> Hello, Cardi. <laughs> do you need a producer? I'm here. Um, so I was like, okay, there's an there's an image. I can see it in, in my brain. Um, and I want to reach there. And whenever th- something that I expected would go that way doesn't go that way, I'd be frustrated and I would beat myself. And then I was like, Okay, Khaled, let's make it simple. You love music. You're into music. You love making music. Why don't you just make music? <laughs> End of story. Like simplify. Why do you uh, utilize what you love? And that's exploitation. That's what you do to yourself. You utilize what you love and make an ego out of it. Not an ego. Like make make a... Uh, Alter ego out okay. of it, yeah, and it's in a certain way um, you expect it, but if it doesn't work, you destroy that image that you uh, imagined, and you destroy what makes you happy. Music makes me happy. Why would I make it go that way? I mean, I love music. Let let music lead me, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, that. That is that is honestly beautiful because I feel like music just transmits emotions. Mm-hmm. Even even if you're not you as a producer, you make it with all your heart. Mm-hmm. People are gonna feel it mm-hmm. the same way as like me baking. Because at the end, my career, I'm a pastry chef, mm-hmm. so I feel like my vessel for for this emotion for this energy was 
desserts was my pastries. Mm -hmm. In your case, it's the music that you're producing. So it's it's your vessel for bringing life to this world. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that people may not understand nowadays. Whatever you do, you really need to put your heart in it. And not only your heart, but your positive intention. And that really changes the not only the product, but the final outcome. Mm -hmm. Because if I do something with no soul or with no just intention, it's just like, meh. One more thing out there. Exactly. It's not going to change. It's not going to touch people. It's not going to physically touch. But mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not going to reach people in, it, in the way I expect them to reach. Yeah. And you got to seek experience. Because if you, if you do it for other uh, intention, mm -hmm. that might work. But not always. I mean, mm -hmm. it might work always if you are a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I, I mean, it would work if you're a psychopath. But if you're um, an emotional person or a sensitive person and you have this, you're a creator. All of us are creators, right? So uh, if you do baking because you just want to make money, people won't enjoy your mm -hmm. food. They won't because you're you're being um, a robot who just... Or even yoga. Like if you just do yoga for the sake of putting yourself out there and like socializing it's not the same thing as if you go generally with with the intention of helping people heal and reconnect with their bodies mm -hmm. and you don't have to verbalize that like people feel the intention of what you're doing yeah so mm. it, uh, this is also a reminder for everybody who's listening to us whatever you do do it with your heart and with your good intentions sponsored by <laughs> <laughs> so which are your favorite Three mindful activities. It, it doesn't have to be just meditation or breath work. What are your top three things that whenever you want to reconnect with yourself, with yourself, you do that? Maybe yourselves because I'm a psychopath. Because <laughs> I'm a Virgo, right? That's true. <laughs> Virgos are, you know, yourself. Um, I love myself. <laughs> number one, number two, and number three. Seriously, uh, Everyone has their own way of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. uh, music. I love listening to music. And I might sound crazy. A lot of people, a lot of my friends, they're telling me, your taste in, in music is weird. Because they're not really into music. I mean, they enjoy mainstream music, right? Like commercial stuff. Commercial, oh, yeah, right. commercial mainstream. But I have a specific type of music because it is my way of mindfulness. Uh, I love um, taking time of my day disconnecting and processing what has happened uh, through that day because I mean you can't just you can't work like a I mean even computers they have to process right there is a mm -hmm. processor in every computer mm -hmm. it, it needs to process the information since you wake up and you go to work and you do this and you do that and you drive here and you meet people a lot of information it doesn't not necessarily you hear them you might just see them so I need to process every day. And that's my, my, my way of being mindful. Uh, so music, uh, taking a time uh, alone uh, in a calm, quiet place. Maybe with my cat. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> you have a cat? I don't have a cat. Are you more of like cat or dog person? Um, I mean to dogs because I feel like cats, they're very selfish. Maybe that's... Uh, a trauma response. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I love cats because cats, they don't give me attention. And that's <laughs> that's 
my trauma. They're very independent, though, I must say. They are very, yeah, yeah, independent. Uh, Dogs are clingy. ah, I I love dogs. They're just like attached. I love dogs. I mean, they're they're very fluffy, um, cute creatures, Mm -hmm. but I cannot be a, a dog person. And uh, they're high maintenance, and I, I don't like that. Um, I can barely just, you know. Very good traits. Sponsored by <laughs> August 23rd. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, taking time uh, mm-hmm. with myself, processing the day, uh, and um, organizing my next day because I cannot function. If I wake up tomorrow uh, not having a plan, I freak out. I'll be, I'll be depressed. Don't talk to me. Because otherwise my brain will be uh, in emergency mode that, trying to figure out what will I do the next 24 hours. Uh, number three would be definitely connecting with nature. I mean, we don't have a lot of nature here in this part of the world. But at least we have sea. We have... Um, I mean, even the heels. desert. Sorry? You have guitar heels. It's nice. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, like nature, nature, natural nature. Yeah, something that is not touched by humans. I hate humans. I do hate humans. <laughs> That's a very good thing. Lately, I I hate humans too. I mean, not really. I just hate the I bullshit just, I hate that my comes neighbors, with neighbors. I must say because they are like people make noise. Yeah, and I hate. It. Sorry, like if there's any any listener. <laughs> do you know where she lives? <laughs> Do you need her address? <laughs> I just hate that people are just too much breathing and existing in this in this area because I'm very sociable when I'm out there. I love my clients. I'm I'm very I'm very attached to my clients. I'm gonna say because I see them with with like the eyes of love and care. Mm-hmm. But when I come back home, I just like like no noise. I like silence, mm-hmm. and sometimes not. Like that, you know? Because um, um, you can't just give all your, your energy to socializing and to people. That's true. Yeah, I mean, people are too much, especially nowadays. Especially if you are more conscious, mm-hmm. if you're more connected to yourself. You're like, okay, people, not a big fan. Um, okay, I would socialize. I would work with people mm-hmm. if it requires me. But why would I be like most of the day when I'm awake with people? That's boring. That's like, that's so cliche, like not cliche, like that's all. Do you believe that capitalism encourages individual individual individuals individuality? Oh, <laughs> individual. Okay, I'm stuck. It's a glitch worry, in the last matrix. Time, la- <laughs> <laughs> it's a glitch in the matrix. How to say this? Individual oh. individuality. Individual. <laughs> individual okay so it's individual ality exactly individual it's a glitch but it's totally fine you know like um i have this issue as well and sometimes i will keep repeating the same word and then i'm like did i say it the right way i mean uh, english is not my mother tongue so why would you have I bother? a perfect english not perfect I, uh, it is perfect and I'm, by the way last time that it, i had a native english speaker and what was he trying to say he was trying to say negativity he was uh, like, negativity. Do you think <laughs> that negativity and I we don't go? Well, it d- depe- <laughs> depends. I, yeah, I heard. Uh, yeah, I, I listened to that that's episode. That's actually that's on my Instagram. <laughs> I listened to that episode, but you know, depends if you're gonna say negativity or negativity. 
right? He said it in a way that I felt like he was punching negativity. Negativity. And he he was like, negat negativity, that negativity, and I we don't go along together. <laughs> But you have to say the whole word. You know what I mean? Negativity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I was prepared for that. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be like... <laughs> But seriously, capitalism is all about... I mean, it encourages individualism. Oh, you see? I said it. I know. Individualism. <laughs> And um, it makes sense because it's all about being, you know, making your own money, doing this, doing that, being good on your own. Hmm. So, th I mean, that's why, <laughs> that's why we're done with people. Like, okay, خلاص, I'm done. That's the first Arabic word I said, خلاص. You know, uh, <laughs> well, last time, it was the first episode I had an Arabic-speaking girl, mm -hmm. but she didn't, she only mentioned, like, the basics, like, food, stuff, because we were talking about, you're going to love that episode, uh, with Rana. Sidbi. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, she was teaching us a bit of, like, the Arabic related to her brand, related mm. to to cooking, But your Arabic, it's mental health Arabic. So, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like the words that you will say when you're tired. I I didn't get you. So, for example, the words that she was using were related to cooking, mm -hmm. to like soul food. Oh, okay. So you so want me to say? No, no, no. Don't worry. Like I'm saying, like for example, you said halas, and it's like okay, it's related to people leave me alone, feed my mental health. It's an emphasis. If you say mm. I'm done and then you say خلاص, it's like okay, that's art. it. Yeah, خلاص. Because you go back to your mother tongue and uh, because you're fed up, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I love it and I agree with that. Because uh, now I imagine you being like, okay, terminado, por favor, right? Yes, uh, that was very polite. Yeah, I mean, خلاص <laughs> is polite, right? But you're fed up. You'd be like, terminado, por favor. I feel like in Latin America, we're a bit less polite when we're like trying to say something like that. I have worked for seven years with Cubanos. Oh, see, I think you told me that. Yes, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. They taught me a lot of good things about their culture. And most definitely, I have uh, gained enough information or not information. I mean, I've learned um, enough Spanish words that can somehow help me get the context of the conversation in front mm. of me. Well, that's great. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's also super, super interesting that you mentioned that when we are fed up, we go back to our mother tongue. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> it happens to me a lot when I'm driving. Once I was in the elevator in this building and I was talking about something in Spanish and I, I was laughing so much. I was sending a voice into a friend of mine. It was something... I was like mixing a lot of words, you mm -hmm. know, and there was like this senior guy beside me, you know, and then when he left, he was like, haha, that was a good one. And he replied to me in Spanish. Oh, and I didn't know he was understanding everything. I felt so much. <laughs> I mean, uh, Spanish, English, um, and most likely French. <laughs> it's a big no, no. I mean, if this is your mother tongue, be careful because it's it's a very Uh, a popular common language exactly. you don't know yeah it's good uh, these languages are taught in other countries hence colonialism <laughs> i wish i could have a so, proper yeah. episode about colonialism. a lot of people would understand you exactly for all my 
Because, you know, I mean, Arabs, we're, we're cute. I mean, I can, I can, you know, talk, talk bad. Uh, and you would, you would understand me, right? You will be smiling and I'll be like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, shukran. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. fik. <laughs> oh, I am proud of you too. Oh, oh That's wow. amazing. Look at That's that. That's amazing. Good job. <laughs> um, well, if you could give one last suggestion to our mindfulness hub family regarding mental health and mindfulness, what would it be? Um, your reality is your own reality. Do not uh, seek validation from other people uh, about what you go through, number one. Number two, you know, ditch whatever the world is going through. Focus on yourself. Do the inner work. The sooner, the better. And number three, um, the less you're truthful to yourself, the more you are deep in the matrix. Yeah, think about that again. That was... I'm going to think about that. I already have a lot of homework that you've given me today. Oh, thank you very and much. I really appreciate having you here. Thank Thanks you. again, Khaled. Thank you for having me. Um, Mucho gusto. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I have great news to share with you. As you'll know, I'm having my retreat in Menorca, Spain, October 16th till 20th, ladies only. So I'm already having bookings. I would love if you join me in this journey called ethereal journey because it's crafted with love dedication and a lot of healing energy we've reached the end of episode 25 don't forget to follow subscribe share and feel free to reach me either via email aileen.yoga at gmail.com or through instagram aileen underscore yoga and most important give yourself the chance to unwind in the mindfulness hub I'll be with you next episode.